Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I'm Rob Giardinelli. I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and we are recording directly from the Bob Bullock State History Museum here in Texas. And we have our very special guest, Julia McCurley, who is, a lot of people know you and a lot of people don't know you. Those who don't know you don't know that you are the celebrity matchmaker. That's right, I am. How did all that begin? <laughs> I think so many people are so enthralled and so curious about the world of matchmaking, and certainly because people want to find love if they don't have love. So how did you get started in that? It's something that I've always done just for friends and family, and looking around just what's happening with the dating landscape today, I just realized they need somebody like me that's going to cut through all the crazy games and just get people meeting each other and off the apps. Well, to continue the um, landscape metaphor, it's kind of a rocky terrain out there if you're single and you're looking for that special person, whether it's the first round, second round, third round, you know, as far as marriages and relationships go. What is your first piece of insight that you share with someone about the current dating world, like potential clients and, and current clients? Well, there's a lot of dishonesty going on. And then there's a lot of just like, there's no repercussions for bad behavior. It's kind of depressing, like the ghosting, like they say they'll call and then they don't. And so a lot of the, the big things that I offer people is at least they know the person wants a relationship and they're not dating other people and they're emotionally available. So does that mean you have to tell them this is not Tinder, this is not Bumble, there is no ghosting to be had type of thing? Absolutely, I've got a lot of rules. And it's really just <laughs> taking things to the old fashioned way. Yeah. And eliminating all the guesswork. So it gives my clients peace of mind. Well, and also you say old fashioned to me, that's romance, right? That, I mean, that, that feels like it's timeless or, or could be timeless. So you taking them back to a little bit older perspective or, or prior perspective, excuse me, on how to date. Do people kind of have to learn how to date again after they've been in relationships for a long times? A lot of them, I think people are so addicted to their phones I mean, it's like a baby in a pacifier. It's like, you can do it. Just leave it in your car for an hour. Even for a day <laughs> or yes. drinks. It's like, and then it's like a big thing. Like, I love my phone in the car for you. Like, it's some sacrifice. So we're just trying to get people, like, actually make eye contact. That's definitely a lost art. The art of listening. I think we're just, and maybe having a little mystery. Mm -hmm. so I think, like, you know everything about somebody in social media. Oh, I already know you went there today. Yeah, I saw you went there today. That happens to me with friends and family. I'll ask, how's it going? And then, oh yeah, I saw you already fixed that. You got the promotion. Right. And you sit there not looking at each other like with blank stares. So connection, human connection is really what you offer that's so, so different. Yes. Yeah. And just to, like I said, try to, the whole thing about chemistry, you can't determine that over an app mm -hmm. or on a, a text message. That's true. That's really true. So you've had a lot of success stories too. I you want to share some of those marriages and long-term relationships and really productive, constructive relationships have been formed thanks to your insight. Yes, I've had quite a few um, marriages. I had one this year with somebody that's actually disabled, which I was very oh, that's proud wonderful. of that mm -hmm. because I know he'd been turned down by other matchmakers and um, he actually is legally blind, so I hadn't really experienced that with somebody, but um so that was one of like my happiest stories, but I've mm -hmm. had, it's to the point now where if I'm not, we're not moving forward in relationships after like three or four separate introductions, then we need to figure it out. So we've, I've really fine tuned my matchmaking skills. Um, I could go on and on about attachment styles and love languages oh, right. and perceived value outcome and 
it sounds like, being a, with like a laundry list of things to know that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I don't people think don't we're, think about it. I think we're born to love, but I don't think we're born with the tools to really find long-term love. I think that has to be honed and developed. Well, you two are happily in love. Yes, yes we, we are. are. Well, and I wanted to ask about has in love in the current in the current world changed? And by that, do I mean do all of your clients want a marriage, or do some of them just want to be in a you know in a partnership and not be married and live together, kind of like the way Kurt Kurt um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn did? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. most of them want to get married. I mean, occasionally there's somebody maybe has financial reasons to not get married. But mm-hmm. the majority of them do. I mean, basically, the people that I work with, it's like, okay, this is the last stop. You've tried every single thing else. Mm-hmm. So what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same results. Exactly. And so a lot of people are bad pickers, and they stay in relationships too long. And the whole attraction thing tends, most people are like, well, I'm really attracted to him, so that means we're compatible. And so what I'm doing is doing it reverse, like finding out about their values and their hobbies and their interests and their lifestyle. And so then the attraction part would be the only missing component. So that way you're not trying to force things to work, even though you're mismatched in so many other areas. So common denominators. Yeah, I mean, you know, the religious, political views, mm-hmm. even worldviews, worldless, even the way you vacation together. Interesting. Like what do you do, mean do by that? Do you guys that? vacation together well? Well, you have to think about it. Yeah, mean, we do. Some people like only snow, and some people like only surf. So. Or somebody wants to lay by the pool, right. me, right. with a cocktail and a book. <laughs> While your husband wants to go hike the Yeah, I know we're in nearby. Greece, but I'll go see the Colosseum later, okay? Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and other people, they just want to sightsee. They've got the whole day planned out. You know, they've got their tour guides. Visitor centers are always a joke with me and my husband. Like, he wants to go to a visitor center and get, like, pamphlets. I'm like... I'm just going to walk around and see what I find. Right. Okay? You just stumble <laughs> upon the fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, and you have a successful marriage. So I do. you have taken the, I, I guess you'd say, insider tips that you've developed for your own marriage, as well as common sense, right? Is f- And applying that to other folks. Is there, like, say, say I walk into your office and I am looking for love. Tell me about how that process works. Well, I'm first. I'm going to give you a lie detector test. Okay. Oh, all right. So, how does that work? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so, so what is the what? Do, like, what are some of the things people do that that you know that they're lying? Um. Well, I check out everybody's social media. They're in it for all uh, kinds of things. They, they may even, still be in a relationship. Yeah, before they even come in the office. Yeah. Wow. But there's been some things happen, like. Um, Somebody maybe isn't upfront about, you know, their situation. I've had some people come in that aren't still, aren't really divorced yet. Or somebody said they're separated, but they hadn't even filed for divorce. So that seems really odd. That does seem So my odd. list of screening questions continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Because we want people that are certainly legally available. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and don't you think Legal that, is a plus. Yeah. That, that energetically, honesty is always the best policy. Well, with me it is. Yeah, with you. But, I mean, when looking for love, if you're not honest with yourself, how can you be honest with someone else? True. I agree with that. I think sometimes, though, like these people that are newly divorced or separated, they just panic. Mm-hmm. Like last week, honest to God, this man came in here. His wife had only been dead a month mm. I was like what wow, is that's going fast. on was it a long lingering illness it was perhaps? a long lingering okay. illness but oh. as soon as I said what do you think about like taking pictures off the wall he's just like lost it mm. like okay we need to so it's not time yet no yeah. but yeah. he had convinced 
somebody on my team, oh, no, I'm ready, no, no, no. And then within like a half an hour, I could tell this man is nowhere near ready. Right. So I'm very upfront with people. I don't want to take somebody's money or mm. take advantage of or their loneliness or whatever. It's definitely – I it's a special thing to me that somebody opens their heart up and is trusting me absolutely and there's this little thing called women's intuition is there a matchmaker's intuition yes there is okay tell me about that how did you form that is that just time on the job and and hours in the field of of doing what you do at something more so the thing is with compatibility like people can match up perfectly on paper but then there's that one thing that maybe you can't even you can't predict like the energy level or the pheromones Mm -hmm. or the sense of humor or just funny things that people bond on and so that's kind of like I kind of am a detective a little bit yeah and so things like this sounds dumb but like oh they both went to college on a piano scholarship and they both happened to travel to this place at the same time and then both of them lost their moms when they were young I mean there's just all these things right ties that bind yeah yeah or ties that could potentially bind that's also, fascinating. But I also feel like you need to be really good friends. Like you and Rob seem like there's very, like he's the first person you go to for advice or he's who you right. want to, like you're just excited to tell him and share everything with him. Well, and much like you and Dave. Yes, we are like that. Right. So I would think that a lot of relationships would benefit from being like that, but not all of them are. And that's okay. No judgment on that. I mean, people can form and live relationships how they want to with your and you've been doing this for how long now 10 years 10 years Mm -hmm. i remember the first year you started i'm so proud of you for all that you've done so far well i think you had a little bit of need to give you some credit (laughs) you put me on the map remember well i'm just i'm a big fan of what you do and i want the world to have more love and it's truly I think the world would be a better place with more love, for sure. And I yeah. think we're meant to be together, too, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's kind of my thing with yeah. with relationships and marriages. And, you know, given on what we, you know, what we do, we see a lot of different types of couples out there. And I always like to say, you know, a couple is married, but do they like each other? Because there's there's a lot of married couples out there that don't like each other. What do you think is the secret to being, making sure that you're a friend in addition to being a partner or a spouse? A lot of that is just simple, like do unto others. Like what I want, how would I feel if somebody was talking to me like that? Basically, is what you're saying or doing helping or hurting the relationship? Right. Like that's my mantra. Right. Like, and take a deep breath. Like you can't take back your words, right? But I mean, I think respect has to be there, right? Because that can kind of be the demise of the relationship. And, and this is my two cents worth, clear, concise communication. Yes. A lot of relationships don't get started or even last because the clear, concise communication isn't prevalent. It isn't even a factor. And so that's that's kind of interesting, I would think, from your perspective. I had a conversation about that. This woman said, I want him to treat me like a queen. I'm like, well, what does that mean? She goes, well, you know, I'm just like the most important thing. And I said, well, what did he say? And And she goes, well, he just said, tell me what I do to make you feel like a queen. And she just kept repeating myself, he, herself. Mm-hmm. He should know how to make me feel like a queen. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't know how to do that. Why don't you tell him? That means like open the door for you. And, like always sit next to you on the couch and always um, let you have the right side of the bed. I don't know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like tell him. Like we're not mind readers. And conversely, would she want to treat him like her king? You know, that's I sort of that golden so. rule thing. 
I yeah. don't think so. There's other issues there. Gotcha. <laughs> like, don't marry somebody with kids if you don't like kids. Right. Okay? That's a big Does that They're happen? not going away. How often do you think that happens? A lot. I think people think, oh, well, the, when they get grown up, then they won't be. I just have to buy my time. And that's not true. They'll always be there. It's an extended family. Yes. Yeah. Like, I kind of thought that at first when I married my husband. Like, oh, they're teenagers. Of course they weren't nice to me. I was like the new stepmom. <laughs> like, oh, they'll be in college soon. No, guess what? Ten years later, they're at my house all the time bringing their kids, grandma. I mean, I have to get along with them. Right. Absolutely. Right? And I do love them very much. Mm-hmm. But for her, I think she had like this jealousy and like this competition thing with the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big, you know, There um, are other factor, issues there, probably. Like in the success of a marriage. Yeah. So what would you recommend to somebody who's going on a date, who doesn't have kids, who goes on a date with someone with kids? What what advice and guidance do you give them? Well, the person with the kids do not show pictures of the kids. And like bringing out their phone, like mm-hmm. showing all that. Yeah. Um, and the person without the kids just needs to understand this is a package deal. Depending on the ages, the kids probably are going to come first for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And that's just, and there is going to be guilt. Oh, I can't go out tonight because... This is my night with the kids. I mean, there's you're signing up for a lot, so I think people need to go in there with open eyes. If yeah. they're gonna, if it's, if somebody with no kids is gonna date somebody with kids, it's now, a big commitment. And yeah. you had mentioned someone earlier who came to see you, and they had had a loss of a loved one. What would you say about someone who's been a very long-term relationship or marriage? Because it's a theory that we've discussed, Rob and I have discussed, that when you re- leave a relationship, right, you go back to the age you were. In your last relationship, so if you've been when you were last single, when you were last single, together. So if you were last single in your late twenties, that's your set of skills that you're going to bring to the next relationship. So why these women in their fifties act like they're still the prom queen? Perhaps, yeah, yeah, that would be an example. Do do you see that often? Yes, they have. They not just women, but I think some people, you know, maybe they did peak in high school and they think they can still attract that caliber. Right. You know, wait a minute. You've got a few wrinkles, a few pounds. Mm-hmm. What does it matter? And you know, who's your best friend? Who's got your back? Right. Who's going to be there for you? Well, you mentioned the, the few wrinkles, a few pounds. Your advice to clients, male and female, is to really get healthy if they want to be in a healthy relationship and if they want to attract someone healthy. Tell us about that. Of of how you help prepare your clients for the real world of dating. Essentially, you have to be the person that you want to attract. So, like, if you want somebody healthy and fit and fun, then you need to be that person. And I have, the other day, I kept asking this woman, well, why don't you go join the sailing club or why don't you go um, take the classes? And she said, well, I just want to do it with somebody. Mm. And then what happens is she's nothing. I asked her, what do you do? And she basically doesn't do anything. Well, she might meet someone if she did it on her own. Exactly. Yeah. Right? She okay. loves to sail. She's yeah. a pilot. I'm like, why don't you join the flight club right so i think she just was kind of afraid to get out like maybe go somewhere by herself like i think when you're single you just have to get comfortable with that right right and i i wrote a blog called the five ways to approach anywhere anyone anywhere one of your top blogs i think yes according to the search yeah, just engine like world. what to say yeah. to people yeah how to have a conversation yeah and even i think how about at the sake of humiliating myself i have no idea if i'll ever see you again but i just wanted to Hi, I'm Julia. What are you doing here? I see you here at Starbucks. Just anything. There was actually an article in the Times recently. It was by Terry Gross of NPR, who we're big fans of. And she, the article was about how to start a conversation, how to have have a conversation. And her advice was just say, um, so tell me something about yourself, which I thought that's kind of open-ended. I Mm -hmm. think if someone asked me that, I'd be hard-pressed to 
A, know where to start, and B, mm-hmm. sort of gauge that. So what, would, what are some of your top conversation openers that you like to recommend? I have just, I'm really honest. I'll just say, look, I don't know anybody here. I promise myself I'm not going to stand against the wall the whole night. My goal is to meet three people. You're my first victim. I love it. Hi, I'm Julia. <laughs> and that's totally honest and totally yeah. revealing. And it shows your vulnerability, right? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I sat, to, I literally, I sat next to a woman at a brunch once who literally, it was very, very similar, uh-huh. but that was a line that they started with. And oh. it really, it broke the ice and we wound up talking for 45 minutes. Yeah literally unfettered we were the last two people to order you know that type of thing yeah Yeah. absolutely i think we're this is kind of a new mantra of mine like we're all one conversation away from a good friend the love of your life a great job opportunity but you got to start the conversation and you may never see that person again right and that's another thing you could say i have kicked myself so many times for not approaching someone that looked intriguing to me today's the day i'm going to change that and I wanted to introduce myself to you. Who can turn that down? Nobody. Who would not be so flattered right. by that? And even if they're married or whatever, you can just say, well, your wife's a lucky woman or right. figured that, but I just couldn't leave here without letting you know. I just found, I think you're very attractive or just. I don't know anyone who would not, would not love to hear that. And not be flattered in some way to, yeah. you know, because of that. That's a great idea. And no, of I course there's that. all the other things like pretend, like ask for help, like you're looking for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. One time. Ask for a cigarette. No, you can't <laughs> do that anymore. No, I did that in Vegas with my friend. I said that she was addicted to nicotine and that she was shaking. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I got it. But okay, so I did this at the grocery store the other day because I really was looking for this. I said, if you were lemon juice, where would you be hiding? With the juices on the juice aisle. Okay, how'd you know that? <laughs> okay, I didn't want that stupid little thing shaped like a lemon in the produce department. Right. I thought it would be with a baking. No. No. So this no. guy from, I couldn't even see him. He goes, I'd be in the juice aisle on the bottom row. And he just like yelled it out. And then we actually met and then we started emailing. The title was like lemon juice. I love it. And he ended up, he owned a restaurant that I started sending my clients to. See, wow. a conversation away. Yeah. And op- new opportunities always open new up. New opportunity, new business opportunity. How yeah, cool is that? pretend like you're looking for an ingredient. Or So now you say you send your clients to a restaurant. Tell us how that works. Because I know that you put a lot of, you and your team, your dynamic team, put a lot of thought into that first date. Can you walk us through that? Yes. So I don't know why, but it seems like the trend in restaurants now is to be super noisy. Hmm. That is a romance that's killer. Yeah, so that's is. like the number one thing that we look for, somewhere that's quieter. Mm-hmm. And then easy um, to park, because driving around looking for parking can be nerve-wracking. Um, well, it can make people late, too. Yes, you know, Especially it if it's, like, downtown. Late. and oh, yeah. yeah. And the other thing, there's so many things going on, like this food styles. Like, some people are foodies. They, they're adventure eaters. And the other person isn't. So you have to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Or even food sharing. Some people don't like to share food with somebody they just met. Sure. Mm-hmm. The small plates. I'm like, yeah. God, I'm hungry. Right. God, I ha- you know, like six of these things. There's like two pieces of bone yeah, marrow tortellini, whatever. Right. I'm starving. Um, and where's the Wendy's drive-thru after? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you don't want people to get drunk. Like flights of wine, don't do that. Oh. I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. Right. We saw a flight of mimosas the other day. A five. Flight five. of mimosas. Five mimosas. Oh, my God. And they were large. They were large glasses. I mean, they were like the... The, um, they were in wine glasses. They, they were, wine they glasses. were mimosas they and wine glasses. Stimless wine glasses yeah. set up as a flight. And that's a taste of each one. Yeah. No, well, they're... Obviously, they're these not. These people were drinking yeah. them all. I mean, it was it was, it was was probably a grapefruit, a 
peach, probably cranberry, a bolina, peach, a cranberry, yeah. a orange juice. And, and this is at brunch. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're done for the day. What else are you you're passing do? out? <laughs> yeah. I'm passing yeah, I know. out. You're, exactly. You're right? like four o'clock. There goes your yeah. Sunday. Right. Right. Yeah. So, 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 so don't drink too much. Yeah. Don't, drink don't too do much. that. And then the other thing that's come up is a lot of people are taking Ubers to dates. Mm-hmm. So now, and then the guy will say, well, let me drive you home. Oh. So I'm telling the girls, no, do right. not let the guy drive you home because right. it's just, you just met the it's person. Too forward. It's too forward. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm trying to navigate that. And he's trying that. to be a gentleman. So how do you navigate him trying to be courtly and a gentleman and offering? How do you do that? How do you manage that? Add it to the rules. Rules number 25. Gotcha. And don't talk about your vegan diet for too long. Right. Don't talk about your dog for too long. Right. Those are new rules. Yeah. And then. And you don't give names. No. First names only. First names only so that people can't Google or research or Facebook search or whatever to learn more about them. Because that would give them a predisposition of who that. And give it away. It would give it away, but it it would be accurate if it's out there. Right. Well, there's. Do you remember when we all were dating? Like, you couldn't wait yes. till the phone rang, or sure, um, or the answering machine left a mo- yeah. voicemail. And so, we're trying to just leave at least one thing, a little mystery, please, just mm-hmm. something, so that you're excited about right. this, and you're not like already prejudging, because everybody's like making a stereotype about somebody. Do you feel like we, as a society, have become too transparent? A little bit. A little bit. And then even on dates, people are transparent. They're spilling their guts. So, yes. again, no mystery. Absolutely. Like, oversharing right. is like a date killer. Right. And so, like, this vegetarian lady, she said, well, he asked me why, why I was vegetarian. And so I explained to him, well, do you know what goes on with animal cruelty? And she went on this big rant for, like, And he had just minutes. ordered the ribeye. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, why can't you just say, oh, I just feel better with a plant-based diet? Right. Or and move on. the work talk. A lot of people do that and like just say I'm off the clock okay I'll tell you more about it later which which I was gonna ask you about that well, how do you in well, oh, and, and how do you how explain to our listeners the difference between first date etiquette and like fifth sixth date etiquette because mm-hmm. I think some people really kind of take you've got to put everything out there in date one when that's really not the case because if you put everything out there what's there to know additionally about a person I think there's a, another school of thought there too which I've heard from people like I'd rather them know the good, bad, and the ugly on date one so they won't reject me on date four because of oh, something. And so what okay. I'm trying to tell so them lay is it all out there. once you have that chemistry, though, they probably will be more understanding of, you know, some secret or some weird relative or, I don't, or something that happened. I yeah. mean, so... Well, and like with the vegetarian, like if that guy yeah. was interested in her on the fourth day, he probably would have been like, well, tell me yes. more about that. Exactly. So it's almost like we're all tennis players here. It's like a ten- yep. back and forth, yeah. back and forth, right? Yep. And you always, I always say no more than two sentences about a, a question and then just turn it back around. And know when to back away from the net. Yes. Right? To, to continue the tennis metaphor, which reminds me of my next question, which is you have a lot of male clients and a lot of female question, the clients, and you had mentioned the work conversation. How does a person, A, not talk about work too much, and B, a lot of women bring their work energy into a dinner, a date, a relationship, how, which affects that relationship. It reflects how people get along. How, how can men and women kind of get away from doing that so it doesn't define them and they don't bring that energy into I it? I think a fun thing that I encourage people to think about before the date is like, what's your alter ego? Mm. Like what's Ooh. something you love to do? Like, okay, I'm a lawyer by day, but my alter ego is a rock star. Like I just would love to get up on stage and mm-hmm. 
be Joan Jett or something. Like yeah. everybody's kind of got like That's some fun. kind of funny, like oh, I want to be a pirate or I want to, I don't know, just or some bucket list thing. Or just even like trivia questions. Yeah. I started asking people. Well, that's good. Oh, that's the, a good one. What are the four words that don't rhyme with anything else? Oh, gosh. And what are those four words? Well, three of them are colors. That's your hint. Okay, fantastic. We'll have to tune orange, back in. Orange. Orange. Purple. Silver. Month. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. You like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Or just wordplay. Wordplay. I love that because there's <laughs> always something more. I like trivia. We'll have to do this, like pick a number between one and ten, and you know. Oh right, right. Yeah. Well, I played that trivia question. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We have. Yeah. Oh, darn. You know everything. <laughs> so well, just kind of lighten up and just like I have a doctor client, and she's like, "Well, I don't want them to know I'm a doctor. What do I say if they know I'm a doctor?" And I said, "Just say this. I say I ask people to say ah all day." That's a good Get it? One. <laughs> That's or like in well, the that shows she's got humor too. Yeah, right. or like in the middle of the day, yeah. go look. I feel like things are going well. Can I take your temperature? That's good. <laughs> I mean, I've got so, so I know clever. it's easy for me to do because I'm not there like sitting with somebody I've never met before trying to give a good impression. But I think people sometimes like just laugh a little bit more and just right. have, have fun, fun with it. it. Right. Yeah. First dates are kind of awkward, but it's you can make it be more comfortable. I think just with a little bit of humor or just. Stating the obvious, like, oh, my gosh, here we are on a first date using a matchmaker. Right, <laughs> right. Well, so, like, with clients, how do you um, – what do you recommend style-wise, how, how people dress mm-hmm. and how important is that? One, to show who they are in kind of an authentic way because style is a very personal thing. But, two, doing it in a way that puts your best foot forward at the same time. Well, as we know, men are very visual, so we kind of take the guesswork out of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so I recommend the women wear more fitted clothing. They c- it can be professional, but you don't want to look like you're in a business suit. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, st- add some heels or some jewelry or something to maybe personalize it more, like you said, add your style. And then the men, I think we've gotten a little too casual out there. So, the what do you define casual? Just like shorts and flip flops for That's first dates. It happens. So if you're wearing a, a ca- if you have a casual attire on the date, you're probably going to have a pretty casual attitude, right? And you're going to approach it casually, That's which may point. not be what both parties want. I mean, because it's it is know, about taking it seriously. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to look nice. Yeah. And I think for men, it's like the details, like your belt, your shoes, are they polished and you know, just everything's just neat and not doesn't look worn. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I think, no offense, you guys are like GQ models here, but oh, go on. sometimes <laughs> men like you to go on. Sometimes men don't notice if something's like a little worn out, like a right. fa- faded right. shirt or whatever. Yeah. So we definitely do help people with their style. We take them shopping. We do um, image cons- consultations mm-hmm. just because we don't want anything, something that you could easily change to affect the outcome of the date. Right. Right. And it helps you do your job better too when they present themselves at their best. Yes. I would imagine. They're my product. I tell clients, you're my brand. <laughs> don't make me look bad. That's a great analogy. I tell my kids that too. When you don't brush your teeth, you make it look like I'm a bad mom. <laughs> so don't make mommy look bad. Yeah. Wow. That's something. You're representing me. Wow. Well, what are some of the trends in fashion you're seeing right now that, you know, when people are going on dates? Well, this is one thing that's been happening. The women feel like they're more dressed up than the guys. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I've had to tell the women, like, okay, it's okay to wear, like, skinny jeans and heels and a cute top. You know, we can't, we used to be like, oh, you've got to wear a sheath dress. Mm-hmm. And it's got to, you know, look super bodycon, whatever. Now we're like, okay, as long as 
they're nice dark jeans that's okay yeah okay. and then the guys i used to say you got to tuck in the shirt but now we're okay with the shirt untucked. what about sport coats do you require your guys or do you recommend i they recommend wear sport that coats? yeah but you it's know not everybody wants to it's like herding cats, I tell you. Isn't that something? <laughs> they may need to send them to you, these yeah. guys. Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about that. We'd love to collaborate yeah. and yeah. support you with everything you're doing because we're big fans of, again, more love in the world. We wrote this list the other day of, like, what makes people undateable. Mm. Oh. And a lot so of what, it what are had some of the things to do with there? their dress. Yeah. Like, I think double denim's in style, but I still don't like it. Double denim? Yeah, like a denim shirt and denim jeans. That's Have not you seen style. that? Yeah. No. It's not. No, well, I mean... Not the same fade of denim, that's for sure. Okay. Right, you got to mix that up. Yeah. Sunglasses on the head. Right. Jewelry, like any kind of like shark right. tooth necklace, puka shells, rings wow. on fingers. Yeah. Pinky rings. Oh, it's one long like, fingernail. One long. What is that? What? Have you seen that? One long it, fingernail. No. You haven't seen that? On women or men? On a guy. Okay. Oh, well, it used to be for. Yeah. Um. Um, expediting recreational opportunities. Well, I've been making a comeback. <laughs> I don't know. Or like the big purses. Okay, I get it. That's your it's dream bag. You're, You're not time. going on a three-day trip. That's it. Right? And sh this woman said that a guy made the comment about the purse. And I said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Just bring a smaller purse and right. don't shout like logo designer. Right. Because then he thinks high maintenance. Right. Like, well, exactly or right. like if someone wanted to do something high-end, just do a clutch, a high-end clutch because... The guy may not necessarily know this is the designer brand that may be high maintenance, but it's not. But but it's still giving someone that comfort in wearing something high end. I've always heard that men don't approach women who wear hats. Is that true? Oh my gosh! I'll, I've never had a woman wearing a hat, hat on a date, but that is if that ever happened, boy. I mean, think about it. But I love. I mean, a beautiful hat on a woman, like a cool straw hat. I mean, like at the beach or whatever. It's it's all you know situationally appropriate. But I. I guess so. It would be an intimidating you thing. You know, you can't see their whole face. You can't see their hair. Right. And hair is like your one of a woman's best accessories. That's true. So I say no hats. Okay, no hats. No backward baseball caps. On on, on, on any anybody. human. On, on men on or any women. Human. Right. Yeah. 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 Or like a clip-on phone, jawbone, ear thing. Oh gosh! Wow, this is a laundry list Gold of what chains. not to do. Oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now, have you ever like told any of your clients too? You know, who is your style icon? How would you feel about dressing like that person mm. or that? That's a good question. That I've that asked entity. Who their thought leader is. Oh, okay. So maybe style icon is another good question. Yeah, and so explain to our listeners who may not know what is a thought leader. A thought leader would be like somebody you like to whose philosophies of life you follow, like a Tony Robbins could okay. be one, or Maya like Deepak Chopra. Yes. Oprah, yeah. Or um, a famous economist from Stanford, Thomas Sewell. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like the Deepak Chopra people and the Thomas Sewell people don't go together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Different so, philosophies. different philosophies of life. Yeah. Like, some people don't believe in the Enlightenment thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then somebody else is, okay, I'm all about the four day work week and Malcolm Gladwell. And mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. I think just not having extremes in either area is good. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, there's like the yogis, they all love each other. And the. People, you know, that go to a certain church, they get along really well, so. Right. Do you find a lot of that that people will, like, ask to be within the same faith? Or is is that become, as we've become a or little. They're, or they're looking for someone. Yeah, or they're looking for someone in the yeah. same faith. Religion definitely is really a, a big deal with um, matchmaking. I mean, some people, some faiths don't celebrate Christmas or 
some but even like medical things in certain faiths like the um not christian science not scientology but scientists don't believe in medicine right right yeah um Seventh day, but yeah, definitely have to understand religions. So that really affects someone's worldview, though. It goes back to that similar worldview sort of thing, similar yet different, if you will. And the whole political scene right now mm-hmm. is very polarizing. One lady said that she and her husband literally got divorced over Donald Trump. Wow. Yeah. So it ha- it does happen. How, like on a, on an early date? So I guess on like a first or a, even a second date, you probably recommend to your clients don't even Do not talk don't even talk it. about it. And then even the word like, okay, how liberal are you? Like social justice, or is it just like moderate? Or like how Republican are you? Like you really have to get in there. Like, okay, what do you feel about guns? And how do you feel about transgender? I'm like. Because people... Those are loaded. I know. So I'm trying to figure it out ahead of time so then they get out of their system and don't want to talk about it on the date. Right. (laughs) Just tell me how you feel about everything, okay? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Because they're... I mean, those are are intense issues. And those are certainly, A, not first date worthy, and B, there's a reason people feel that way, and that goes beyond an initial conversation. Like, there's a reason someone may be against or for capital punishment because they've had an experience related mm-hmm. to that that's that's not first date material and you don't have to agree on everything right. in a successful relationship mm-hmm. but at the beginning i think you're looking for reasons for it not to work out that's a really good point hurt. okay mm. and so i think sometimes we draw out like the negative in people because then we're like okay they're not right for me so we're in like this instant society yeah we're ready to move on like right. one bump in the road yeah Remember, it used to be love is patient. Yes. It takes work. Not now. Right. Because we it's just the paradox of choice. There's so many options. So part of what you do is helping people learn to be more patient with the yeah. process. Is that yes. kind of it? Okay. I tell, I'm almost ready to say, look, you have to go out with that person twice like to make them because people can misinterpret what somebody says on a first date. Right. Or um, the humor part of it or they're not sure about attraction, which I do believe attraction can develop over time. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you think about people that work together for years and then they move into right into another realm, yeah. You know, my theory on that is that when you are working together, and most many people meet their spouses or significant others in the marketplace, you are putting on your best self when you go to work, right? So you're, I mean, as basic as you're probably freshly showered and shampooed. Right? Yeah. You smell good. You're well dressed. You're you're polite. Best self forward. And that's what I think people look for in others as well as themselves. That's kind of my personal theory. And I've also about the whole date theory, three dates minimum to to create a judgment on whether to pass go. I think that's minimum. Three dates. Three dates. And then you decide, yep, this is gonna work and I'd like to pursue this or nope, I've I've done the time. This is not going to happen. So after three dates, is, do you need to say something like a breakup? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree Absolutely. with that. I tell my clients that like after you've had three dates, you need to gracefully end things. Mm-hmm. So do you make them call or is it a, or is text accept an acceptable thing now? Unfortunately, texting has become acceptable. Mm, but that, then, this is a whole new Julia because it was never that way with you. I know, but wow. this, everybody, it's it's weird to make a phone call. They're like, "What? I haven't. I've never called somebody on the phone. Like what? You are connecting voices. It's so yeah. simple. I know. What the heck? I found myself getting caught up in it. 
then I'm like, you know what? I could get this done a lot faster if I picked up the phone. Absolutely. Right. I agree with that completely. It takes to, and then you have to, like, how it comes across. Like, you can look angry. Tone. Like, meet me there at nine. Yeah. In just black and white, it looks like maybe there at nine. So a demand. Like, yeah. yeah. So you got to put a smiley face. You got to do an emoji. It's like extra stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and also when you text, you get to think about what you're saying. Whereas when you're having a conversation, when it comes out, it comes out. Whereas with texting, you can type, oh, I don't like that word. I'm going to delete it and then put in that word. And it, it beca- I think it just comes across less authentically, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a young girl that works for me. We have the worst texting communication. She always thinks that I'm mad at her. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not that good. I've got nails. I don't have to sit there and say, "How are you today? I hope it's going good." <laughs> and Can you please call so and so? I'd like to find out. I'm like, right. no. I'm like, just call so and so. Right. And she's like, "Are you all right? Are you upset?" I'm like, no. I just want you to call that guy. But really, do I have to add two other sentences to make you feel like everything's fine? Well, that brings me to my next question: How different is dating for? A certain age group as opposed to millennials and beyond because I know you've got ages of all clients can you explain the differences there and how you as a professional matchmaker whose job it is to help facilitate that's what you're getting paid for to help facilitate these opportunities how do you kind of dodge and weave that that's a good question well lately I've been spending time on the whole nice guy thing mm-hmm a lot of these younger girls don't appreciate a nice guy. So that's Why do you think that is? Yeah. Uh, some of it is it has to do with like masculine feminine qualities. And so like it has the, like biology like certain times of the month whatever women's we want the masculine guy, bad boy guy because that's who's going to protect us and make us be a good father. But mm-hmm. then we also want the guy that you know maybe is more sensitive and this and that and so it's a very confusing time for men I think and so the women I think they just want it all and it's like you're not going to get everything in one person mm-hmm. so and don't the, don't a lot of men want it all too and the same thing you're not going to find it all in one person so if you're doing the best to be what all is whatever all represents mm-hmm. if you're doing that the best to be that yourself maybe the other person doesn't have to be that all I've found that the men, especially the younger ones, they just want somebody nice who will be a good mom, who's supportive, and not super that needy. That seems really basic. It is. But That's the women want this long. Want? Yes, but these women have these long lists. Wow. It's like you're not going to get 20 things in one guy. Like give Narrow it down to five, please. This lady right. came in with 75 things on her wish list. 75? 75. And did they need, were all 75 like must-haves? If they don't have it, I won't be with them? Yeah, that's what she said. That's a lot of, that's a lot of boxes to check. 75 traits for anyone to possess is asking for a lot. I wonder if she possesses those. Uh, You know, go. I go back to the self on that, right? What what are you doing yourself to be that? Yeah, like don't settle. Like what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, you're not going to find a guy that wants to spend all his time with your mom that's going to hold your purse wherever you go that says I can't wait to go sit in a dressing room for two hours while you try on clothes I mean maybe there's that guy um so like I said I mean let's get back more to the basics who's got a good heart who's honest who will accept you through the good and the bad um who's your cheerleader right 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 and all the roses and dinners and all that stuff at the end of the day they don't really solidify your relationship Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know if anyone re- really remembers all the roses and the gifts as much as they do the kind acts and the shared experiences. Definitely, and that's like the love language thing. Do you guys know your love languages? I do. Everyone should if they don't. Yep. What's your love language? I speak them fluently. <laughs> oh. No habla espanol. Si, es verdad. Amore? Oui, oui. That's Por amore. Favor. Bellissimo. Yeah. So what's, what are y'all's love languages? I'm words of affirmation. Me too. Do you have it on his calendar, like Tuesdays and Fridays <laughs> at 5 o'clock? Tell him he's hot? Lance is very good at that, so thankfully I don't have to write it on a calendar. I'm acts of kindness and acts of service. Acts of service. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you want dinner ready right when you get home? The or something made? of the like. All I want in every other human is for them to be the best that they can be. That's it. It feels really basic to say that, but that's like it. Like thoughtful kind of? Just be the best you can be. Golden rule. Follow it. So Super simple. I do it every day. Do you guys do a score, like a checklist? Like, okay, well, I cleaned the kitchen last night, so you've got no, to No, we just, we're good at splitting the chores pretty evenly. I'm trying evenly. not to do that. Yeah. Because so, I know you have a laundry list for Dave McCurley to accomplish. <laughs> well, we're still adjusting to retirement. But I've tried. Yeah. this is what I said. 500 square feet, that's it. That's all you're responsible for. That's not too bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's that, just the kitchen, that puts the family it in room. The scope, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all I ask for. Keep the family room straightened yeah. and, and the, the kitchen, kitchen yeah, neat. Yeah, that's okay. all I ask for. Right. So that way he's not overwhelmed. Good. So and then, and then you'll grow that square footage footprint as time progresses, it sounds like. Well, I just don't want things the same as when I ca- left in the morning. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. the cereal box is still on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're running. We're about out of time. But no, um, before we could see it, well, sit here all but, day but with Julie. We McCarley. still have a few minutes left. So before okay. before before we end. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah, it's this week, as a matter of fact. Yes, it's coming up this week. So, what is what is a piece of advice you would give to somebody who's either wanting to declare their love for somebody or wanting to ask someone out special on a date? What What's your piece of advice for them? So, for married couples, I think it's fun to do like a like something out of the ordinary, like an activity date, like or even just a surprise for them, like plant flowers for them or. Mm-hmm. Um, Notes. Acts of service. Yeah, acts of service yeah. for that. And then for people, I'm trying to confuse, people that are looking for love, was that what you're asking? Yeah. I think that's the time where you just show your love to uh, your family, your friends, your dog. It doesn't has necessarily have to be romantic love. Okay. And there's plenty of people Toward that, one person. Right. So love yeah. is everywhere. Love Can is everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, just do something nice for somebody. Mm-hmm. Or go hole up in your room and cry i don't know well valentine's day there's a lot of pressure and there to is. me yeah you know every day can be valentine's well and i love day. that advice with just other people who are important in your life yeah. and just acknowledging that love it doesn't have to be romantic be valentine yeah because because yeah. i think with with some people who are single and when i've been single on valentine's day before there's there's just this thing that you just think oh god i'm hopeless and it really doesn't have to feel that way because most people have a good amount of love in their lives mm-hmm. yeah if you think about it and then plus it's just one day of the year, and it's kind of forced upon us, yes. right? The Hallmark kind of like New machine. Year's Eve, right? So oh, that's we another all one. had to have uh, the best, you know, time ever on New Year's Eve. Well, yes. not everyone wants that, or or knows how to do that. Yeah, I'm fine with watching the New York. The ball drop. Yeah, the, the ball, ball drop. drop. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. yeah. 
Yeah. Although I did see Adam Levine as doing a Vegas concert. <gasps> oh, good. you did. That, that's a good New Year's Eve. Number seven. Yeah. Remember when we saw Adam Levine together? Yes, I'll never <laughs> forget that. And that Rob was Giardinelli the was the closest male to I the stage. I was the closest male to the what? stage. What? I didn't hear that. And I was. And I, and I love well, my sister. Levine my sister has had the biggest crush on him forever, so I had to take videos. She had to do video. I had I to do video of him singing. I'm so glad that y'all were our guests that night. That was a lot of fun. Yes, I'm forever grateful to you for no that. No need. It, that was just. And I, that Elizabeth that didn't want to be with him on stage. Right. Is she still married to that guy? Yes. Yes. All is great. Because what's she going to ask for her next birthday? I don't know. That's a you good question. What? Sky's the limit. And that's what I love about love is that there are no bounds to love and sharing it and seeking it. And you have proven that with your success of something more in providing the world with more tools for more love. Everybody deserves love and happiness. That's right. And that, I think, is the absolutely most perfect way to end. Yeah. Everyone deserves love and happiness. Well, Julie McCurley of Something More, how can people find you? My company, Something More, can be found at trysomethingmore.com. And people can go on the website and peruse all your services. All of your services and, and and my TV appearances that you secured for your me. Your TV appearances, yeah, that's fun. And there's lots of blogs, lots of great advice on there. Yeah, it's sort of one-stop shopping for love. Pretty much. As is your office and your stellar team with what y'all do. We make love all day. Oh, <laughs> bum Well, Julia, thank you so much. I'm Lance Every Morgan, and I'm Rob Giardinelli, signing off on Success with Style, reminding you that great style starts with having a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.